Welcome to Worldwide Wonderful Women, a podcast for your living in divine power when yours is diminished. A podcast where encouragers receive encouragement. We understand these are hard times. You may find that it is becoming more of a challenge for you to remain strong as you give of yourself continuously. That's why this is the place to join other women globally who face the same challenges as you. So join us regularly to receive biblical insight not to faint, but to stand strong. This is the podcast to be rejuvenated and revitalized. Now, let's join our host, Paula Harris. Greetings. This is episode number 188 of Worldwide Wonderful Women, and the title of this episode is Who is My Neighbor? Part 3. We're focusing again this week on the parable of the Good Samaritan and how we should fulfill the law of love toward others without partiality, bias, or favoritism. So let's get right into the parable. You'll find it in Luke chapter 10, verses 25 to 37. But we're going to concentrate this week on verses 33 and 34. But I want to go back and read verses 25 up to verses 33, just in case you have not heard the previous podcast. Now, I do encourage you, go back and listen to the other podcasts so that you'll be caught up to speed with us for this week. Okay, so now Luke chapter 10, beginning at verse 25. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? That's Jesus talking. So now the lawyer is going to say in verse 27, he answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. And then verse 28, you have answered correctly, Jesus replied, do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road when he saw the man he passed on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. Now here's where we're picking up this week, verse 33. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Now, wine was a disinfectant and oil was used to soothe wounds. All right, let's continue in verse 34. Then he put the man on his own donkey, took him to an inn, and took care of him. 
The next day, he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Now here is Jesus trying to teach this expert in the law what it really meant to obey those two commands in loving the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and all your mind and loving your neighbor as yourself and being able to help the expert in the law to understand what Jesus is referring to or what the word of God or the law at that time was referring to when it said neighbor. Because remember, the expert of law came back and he said, well, who is my neighbor? And of course, he was really trying to trick Jesus, but Jesus was much wiser than he. And so Jesus answered his question with the question and then told the parable of this man who fell into the hands of robbers and was left half dead. When you hear this story and those that were in the audience at that time as he was speaking with this expert in the law, the audience probably expected that the character who came and really helped the man and had pity on him would be a Jewish person, but it wasn't. It was a Samaritan. The victim laid half dead on the road to Jericho. And the Jewish priest and Levite refused to help. And I went into that last week with you. Perhaps it was because they didn't want to be ceremonially unclean. Or perhaps they feared that it was a plot and they were afraid of being robbed themselves or being harmed. We really don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us. But here are two people who knew the law of God, who knew about how they were instructed to love others, and yet... They left this victim in the road, half dead, and crossed over to the other side of the street. Instead, it was a hated Samaritan who came to the rescue, who helped to apply first aid, and who took the victim to an inn and made provision for his care. This Samaritan was a true neighbor. He was the one that had a compassionate heart and a helping hand and had concern for this person. And he gave up his own personal comfort and valuable time to take care of a Jew who would hate him. I understand that we're all busy and maybe we're rushing somewhere and then we see someone with a need. We're going to have to make a choice whether we're going to stop and help someone and trust that God is going to restore our time or help us to still get that task done as we reach out and try to obey those two commandments. Because God's faithful. He'll help us. Now, the Samaritans, and I'm sure maybe many of you know, they were scorned by the Jews because of their mixed Jewish and Gentile ancestry. So these Samaritans were considered like half-breeds, so to speak, because they had intermarried with non-Jews and they didn't keep all the law. But here, the irony of this parable of the Good Samaritan is that a scorned Samaritan knew how to show love to his neighbor, whereas the priest and the Levite, who had intimate knowledge of God's law, did not. Now, since the Samaritan and Jews were bitter enemies, Jesus' listeners would have been astonished 
that Jesus would choose this Samaritan as the hero of the story instead of using another Jew. But I'm sure Jesus wanted to point out that a true neighbor will compassionately serve others in need regardless of their race or their status. I like what one commentary said. It said, the robbers beat him up, the priest and Levite passed him up, but the Samaritan picked him up. The thief said, what's yours is mine, and I'm taking it. The priest and Levite reasoned, what's mine is mine, I'm going to keep it. But the Samaritan said, what's mine is yours, and we'll share it. Isn't that neat? I like like that, so I had to share that with you. And when you look in verse 37, which we're going to discuss next week, we will see how Jesus tells us to go and do likewise, to have the mindset of, look, this is definitely mine, but I'm going to share it with you because you're my neighbor and you have a need. Now, isn't it funny how we refer to this man as the good Samaritan? especially when there was irreconcilable hostility between the Samaritans and the Jew. Had this Jewish victim been well instead of being stripped and beaten and left half dead, he would have rejected any kind of offer of water or anything from this Samaritan. So it's astonishing that even the Jewish priest and Levite did not trouble to help their fellow Jew that a Samaritan did. And really, that's the beauty of this story of the Good Samaritan. It's a reversal of stereotypes. The priest and Levite traditionally would have been the good guys, so to speak. And the Samaritan would have been the bad guy, a person who compromised in religious matters and who didn't measure up, who was considered almost as a dog. However, The Samaritan knew how to treat his neighbor, and the neighbor here was not someone that the Samaritan knew or even someone of the same race. It was just somebody in need. And so Jesus was teaching that a person should be a neighbor to anyone he meets that is in need. And so the ultimate neighbor, now we know this, was Jesus himself, because it didn't matter what we were doing, who we were, our race, our social status, or anything. Jesus had compassion on us to the point that he went and died on the cross in our place, took our sin debt, and has made it possible for us to have eternal life now. Jesus, the compassionate neighbor, is in contrast to the Jewish religious leaders who had no compassion on those that were in need or or perishing, at least as we learn here in this story. And please, don't think I'm bashing Jews. I'm not. This is not my parable. This is not my story. This is scripture. And I'm just sharing the scripture that Jesus shared and with you what I'm sure Jesus wanted us to get from telling this parable. Let's think about it right now. This parable is challenging us with some questions. Please take time and pray over these, but I want to ask you something. Are you willing, first of all, to get involved with other people? Then, are you willing to ignore race, political status, 
social status of another person to get involved with them? And then, are you willing to share your material or money to help them? I'm not saying give it all away, but are you willing to share some of it? You know, when you think about the Samaritan, he was probably busy on his journey trying to get something done, and yet he stopped. He took of his resources, and he didn't just bandage the man and just leave him on the road so that he can fend for himself. He went the extra mile, took him to an inn, and then paid for several days until the man could recover. He went the extra mile. And then, are you willing to see and have compassion on another who has a need and not just look out for your own? I know these are some heavy things for us to think about, especially in the times that we're in right now. But I ask that you would be willing to get involved, to ignore race or political groups or social status, to be able to share your materials and money with others and time, and to be able to be compassionate, not just about what you care about or what's good for you, but what might be good for another. So right now, I know, again, these are heavy questions to consider, but I pray that you will. And may God give you his heart to move into action. And until he gathers us together again, smile. Jesus loves you. Thank you for listening to Worldwide Wonderful Women. We trust you enjoyed the program. Please take a moment to leave us a good rating and review on iTunes to help us continually encourage others around the globe. We also invite you to go to TWMforJesus.org. That's T-W-M like in Mary, F-O-R-J-E-S-U-S dot O-R-G to download your free gift and see other resources to help you live in divine power. And oh, don't forget to tell your friends. Until next time, be strong and of good courage.